At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. Betting Across America presented by BetMGM here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We're going to continue to break down Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Wanted to update you on what's going on in the world of men's college basketball. Number 10, Michigan State on upset alert right now. About a minute left in the game. The Spartans are down 62-60. Northwestern has the lead. Uh, Michigan State is playing the foul game right now, so we'll see uh, how this one is going to play out. But right now, number 10, Sparty, in jeopardy of losing at home as Northwestern has a 62-60 lead about a minute to go in that game. Uh, Speaking of upset alert, it looks like Kansas State is going to roll to a victory over number 19, Texas Tech. 60-51 is the score with 43 seconds left. 22 seconds left. Number 20, Seton Hall, all knotted up with Marquette at 72. And at the half right now at Rupp Arena, and I talked about the uh, cosmic energy that could be uh, in the arena with uh, Jim Root earlier of the three-man weave because uh, Kentucky legendary basketball coach Joe Hall passed away uh, earlier today. Kentucky is leading Tennessee 52-38 at the half right now. So that's what's going on in men's college basketball. Duke will tip off shortly against NC State. They're laying 13-and-a-half at home, also tipping off momentarily. Number 9, Kansas hosting West Virginia, laying 11-and-a-half. Number 12, LSU laying 6-and-a-half against Arkansas. And a top 25 matchup in Ames. Number 15, Iowa State hosting number 21, Texas. Texas, a 2-and-a-half point favorite on the road. That is going to tip off momentarily. Let's get back into Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. And I wanted to continue to give you some really interesting trends, uh, historical trends, as uh, noted by our very own Steve Mackinnon up on vcin.com. And this next trend is about teams that are back in the playoffs after not being in the playoffs for maybe just a season or two. Teams that are playing in their first playoff game in at least the past two seasons against a team that was in the playoffs just last year. Eight and 17 straight up. Nine and 16 
ATS over the last nine years. So think about that. You weren't in the playoffs. You're playing against a repeat playoff team. That applies for Arizona going up against the Rams. They weren't in the playoffs, and the Rams were. Um, it goes for Philly going up against the, the, the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks. The Patriots going up against the Bills. And uh, that's that, that's interesting. If you weren't in the playoffs last year, you're playing against a repeat playoff team over the last nine years. Eight and seventeen straight up, nine and sixteen ATS on the road. Oof, those teams that were not in the playoffs, playing against playoff teams from a season ago, six and nineteen straight up, six eighteen and one against the spread. That is ugly. And oof, you want to get real ugly? Wow. In the last 16 wild card games between teams that were not in the playoffs last year. So that would be Vegas against Cincinnati and San Francisco against Dallas. Home teams, 2-14 and 14 ATS. Eesh. That goes against my Cowboys pick. That is just bad, but that is that is terrible. So, road teams ugly in a matchup of returning playoff teams versus playoff teams that were not in the teams that were not in the playoffs the uh, prior uh, prior year. Uh, the road team an ugly six eighteen and one ATS, but in sixteen matchups between two teams that weren't playoff teams. The home team just two and fourteen against the spread, so that would lean you to uh, Vegas plus the points and San Francisco plus the points. So interesting nuggets there with uh, those teams. But again, the playoff returning teams at home have the advantage, which would be uh, a team like Buffalo at home against New England, or a team like the Rams at home against the Cardinals, the Bucks at home against the Eagles. Speaking of the Bucks. This spread has moved. It's increased. It got to nine and a half. Money obviously coming in on the Bucks. People were very concerned about the weather because rain in the forecast, wind in the forecast. I don't think weather bothers Tom Brady. Okay? We talked about the scuba suit earlier. Yeah, he's used to playing in any type of weather conditions. Uh, I look at this game and honestly – an upset here, as crazy as it sounds, would shock me more than an upset in the Steelers-Chiefs game. Like, yeah, like I know the spread is higher in the Chiefs and, and the Steelers game, but if Pittsburgh somehow miraculously pulled off a victory, I'd be like, you know, damn, that was crazy. But if the Eagles beat the Bucks. Honestly, I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'm, I am, I'm shocked if that happens. The Bucks are dominant at home. At home this year, think about this. The Tampa Bay Bucks average 33.3 points per game at home, and that includes a game that they got shut out in. Think about that. 
The Bucs were shut out by the Saints 9-0. That zero is factored into this point-scoring average. And still, with one game where they scored zero, they average 33.3 points per game at home. They have been so dominant in that building over the past two seasons. Here was Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Bucks, talking about their home field advantage. Oh, I think it's huge when the fans are there. Last year was so different, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, to be able to communicate offensively, defensively, feeding off the crowd noise, and uh, you know the crowds have been so great. So yeah, it, it's a bit to me. It's huge. Yes, it's huge. But also huge is how comfortable your team is and how much you score in that building. 33.3 points per game at home this year is what the Tampa Bay Bucks average. It's unbelievable. And, yeah, Jalen Hurts should be able to run. Okay. Doesn't mean anything. Quarterbacks making their debuts in the playoffs. It's not good. Now, last season, they did go 3-0, and I believe. So, you know, it was uh, uh, last season, first-time starters in the playoffs went 3-0 and ATS. But quarterbacks playing in their first playoff game, 17-37 and straight up. 17-36-1 ATS since 2004 when – matched up against a quarterback with playoff experience. So think about that. In games where a quarterback is making his playoff debut against a quarterback with playoff experience, and no one has got more playoff experience than Tom Brady. Those quarterbacks, 17-36-1 ATS since 2004. With all due respect to Jalen Hurts and this Philadelphia Eagles team and a nice job getting into the playoffs, but they are not on the same level as this Bucs team. It's not even close. And this would be the upset of all upsets that would shock me, honestly, more than what we saw, what what we could see in the game against... Uh, in the Chiefs game. The Philadelphia Eagles were 9-8 and eight this year. 9-8, and eight, the Philadelphia Eagles. They did not have a single win over a playoff team. Their eight losses this year. Tell me what you think they have in common, okay? 49ers, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bucks, Raiders, Chargers. Cowboys, Giants. Take the Giants out of there. And the Chargers, eh, take them out of there, I guess. Everybody else is in the playoffs right now. Every time they matched up with a playoff team, they lost. They lost. And before you say, but they covered against the Bucks," they backdoored that cover going for two at the end 
because Nick Sirianni plays the uh, analytics, you know. So you're down by 14, you score a touchdown, you go for two. Hey, they covered. Congrats. But they also scored two late touchdowns just to get that cover. I mean, that was a 20, what was it, 26 to 7 before it wound up being 26 22. The Bucs in the playoffs here now, they're, they're not going to let that happen. They're going to dominate the Eagles. I think they cover the outright number, but if there's an eight and a half on the board, you want to tease them down to two and a half, that is as close to free money as you will find in this NFL playoffs. We'll continue to break down Super Wild Card Weekend coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's On Air. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, here on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big Game Big Dance Special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vsin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Wanted to kind of play things out a bit based on who I think or who could, just in general, win the wild card games. And how does it play out then for the remainder of the playoffs? Because then we can take a look at the futures odds and kind of think about who is going to Go to the Super Bowl. Let's start in the NFC, where the Green Bay Packers have the bye. And, uh, you know, maybe I could, maybe we should just not even discuss this because the Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl. All right, end of discussion, end of show. See you later. No, I'm kind of joking, but half joking because I think the Packers are the best bet 
to win the NFC, even at plus 170, you're still getting plus money because they're going to be favored in every game that they play. So if they're favored next week and then favored in the NFC championship game, you're never going to get the plus money. Um, now, the question is, if you were to money line parlay them over the next two games, you see, this is where you have to ask yourself if the plus 170 is good value. Is how does a money line parlay work out between both of these games? And uh, pull it up here in just a second if uh, the internet could work. But let's say they are playing at home next week. Well, we know they're playing at home. But next week they're playing against – let's just go all chalk. If we go all chalk, that means that the Bucks would host the Cowboys and the Packers would host the Rams. So let's say in that game, Packers, Rams – Lambeau Field, we're going to give the Packers a three-point line here, right? Packers minus three. Packers minus one, uh, you want to say minus 150? Minus 150 at home. Okay. NFC Championship game against the Bucks. We'll just give them the same. Minus 150. If you get minus 150 on both games and you money line parlay the minus 150 and the minus 150, it pays out plus 177. So that's plus one set, oh, about plus 180, if you will. Let's just make one of them. Let's go minus 160 and minus 150. Then those odds are plus 170. But the bet is not just to parlay the two games, you know. The bet is to roll over the money line bets, not just to parlay. So let's say you then hit your Green Bay Packers bet at risk 150 to win 100, okay? So you win that on the NFC Championship game. Now you want to take those winnings – your or take your one your 100 and put that into the next game it pays out one yeah, about 100 150 75 yeah it's kind of right there with the plus 170 that's if you believe the packers are going to win and that's if we're talking minus 150 lines on these games i'm just trying to think ahead i think it, it, they think they'd be three point favorites in each game at least they're probably heavier favorites if we're being honest with uh, how they're going to play, just how good they are um, and how, you know, where they're going to be. There you see stage of elimination. Here's an interesting one. Where do you think the Packers will be? To win the Super Bowl, they're plus 450. To lose, uh, to, win this, to win the Super Bowl, plus 375. Excuse me. To lose the Super Bowl, plus 450. To lose in the divisional round, plus 175. To lose in the conference championship game, plus 165. The plus 175 is kind of interesting because I think that that's actually less than what the odds are going to be in the game. Like, I think if you can bet the Rams on the money line, you might get higher than plus 175 against the Green Bay Packers. You know, maybe not so for the Bucks in the conference championship, but it'll be close. 
But in the Super Bowl, that's where you're getting the value. Because the odds on, let's say, the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl against the Packers, you're not getting plus 375. So you might, if you want to bet both, if you think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl, here's how you guarantee yourself some money. You bet on both the Packers to win the Super Bowl and you bet on the Packers to be eliminated in the Super Bowl. Because by the time you get to that game, you're getting plus 450 and plus 375. So you're guaranteeing yourself at minimum plus 275. The money line in the Super Bowl, if it's Packers against whoever, is going to be less than plus 275. Unless we're talking about a Steelers miraculous run to the Super Bowl and it's Packers against the Steelers in the Super Bowl. But that is not going to happen as I sit here on January 15th and we play this tape back for future Scott when the Steelers are in the Super Bowl. And here I am laughing at them. Uh, hey, Scott, uh, you know, um, well, you know what's, what's, what's COVID like? Um, <laughs> you guys can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's play this out, though. The best bets. Okay. We know it's going to be the Packers at home against likely, well, not likely. Yeah, it's going to be the Rams or the Cardinals because the Bucks are not losing to the Eagles. So the, the Bucks then would, oh, it actually comes out to the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win against the 49ers, and I think we're going to have Cowboys, Bucks, and then we're going to have Packers against the Rams or Cardinals. Give it, give yourself a coin flip there. The Bucks at home against the Cowboys. We saw it in Week One. These two teams are different than what we saw in Week One. Can the Bucks hold off the Cowboys? I think they can. But I think there's value on Dallas. And you look there on the board. Cowboys-Packers is plus 550. And I think that that could happen. Now, Packers-Rams, it's very interesting that that is the second favorite on the board. The only way that happens is if the 49ers beat the Cowboys. So that's a correlated play. 49ers to beat the Cowboys at the money line that we have the 49ers at to beat the Cowboys. And then the Rams to beat both the Cardinals and the Bucks. You're getting way more than plus 450 if you do that. Than if you were to just bet this Packers versus Rams matchup. Maybe not so with the other outcomes, but that plus 450, there's no value there. Because, again, you can need Rams to win against the uh, Cardinals, which, yes, they're a small favorite, four-point favorite, three-and-a-half-point favorite, so they are minus, you know, minus odds there, minus 185. But the Cowboys are favored over the 49ers. So you need – the 49ers to win and the Rams to win, a two-team parlay with those two outcomes is plus 273. Now you would take that plus 273 winning and roll it over into the Rams' money line against the Bucks, which is probably going to be 
right around plus 145 or so. So take your 274 and play it on the money line against the Bucks. That payout is actually 671. So the odds on that matchup, or for not just the, not just the, that matchup, is should be plus six seventy one, right? Correlation bets are really how you have to think about future odds, because it's not just about thinking about who's going to get there and who's the best team that's going to get there, but are you getting the bang for your buck based on the situations that have to occur in order for that outcome to come out? And in that case, the only way the Rams and Packers are matching up in the NFC title game is, yes, if the Packers win, but also the Rams have to win, the 49ers have to win, and then the Rams have to win again. And at plus 450, not that, not value there at all. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I just tweeted out, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. In response to the report about Josh Allen not wearing sleeves, I'm pretty sure he means like he's not wearing long sleeves covering his forearms. Um, he wears three-quarter sleeves, like skin-tight Under Armour that's like three-quarters, like covers his biceps. And I'm pretty sure he's worn that in every game. So the whole idea of he's not going to wear sleeves because it's better for ball protection, like I think that just means like nothing on his forearms. So that's what he's talking about. So before people are like, oh, tough guy in the cold, not going to wear sleeves, it's good Patriots by a million. No, it's not going to be the case. No. No. What I do think it means, though, is that Josh Allen plans on running the ball a lot. And he wants ball security, so he doesn't want any sleeves on his forearms. In fact, that is one of my favorite prop bets of the day today, is Josh Allen's over-rushing. I love me some Josh Allen over-rushing. The number's what? What was the number? 40-something? 47 and a half? Is that what it was? I'm gladly going to take the over in Josh Allen rushing. If you're looking at the, my best prop bets for today, and there's Josh Allen on the screen with his three-quarter sleeves. That's what I mean. Those sleeves right there, that's what he wears. That's what he's going to wear in this game. So saying that he's not going to go, he's going to go without sleeves means that he's not going to have anything on his forearms. He's still going to have sleeves 
uh, on his arms, on his covering his biceps. But there's a Josh Allen rushing prop. I'm all over Josh Allen, over 47 and a half rushing yards. Uh, last time he played, he rushed the ball 12 times against the Patriots, something that he didn't really do the first time he played. He only carried the ball six times, but this game is going to be different. I think Josh Allen runs uh, the ball and runs effectively here in this game. Uh, in the first game, I love Joe Mixon. Uh, over his rushing prop. The last time the Bengals played against the Raiders, he had 30 carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns. His total is a little bit higher as it's at 70, what is that, 76 and a half? I think he gets there. I think he rushes for over 100. That matchup, the last time these two teams played, was coming after a Bengals bye week. Mixon had fresh legs. They gave him the rock 30 times. He didn't play last week. That was essentially a bye week for the Bengals. He comes in refreshed, ready to carry the ball a lot. I expect well over 20 carries, and I do expect over 100 yards from Joe Mixon. So if you're in a jurisdiction that allows you to play some of the prop parlays, hey, Joe Mixon over rushing yards, Josh Allen over rushing yards, and I think both players score touchdowns. Yes, that means that Josh Allen is going to run in a touchdown here. As far as the game picks for overall wild card weekend, my favorite bet is the Kansas City Chiefs in the first half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got it in at seven, which makes me feel good about the push protection, but it's not even needed. The line has gone up to seven and a half, rightfully so, because the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the best teams in the NFL in scoring early. In first possession touchdowns, they do an incredible job. First quarter scoring and first half scoring. Let me break it down for you. The Kansas City Chiefs, in the first quarter of games, average a league-best 7.6 points, while the Pittsburgh Steelers average a league-worst 2.2 points. In the first half of football games this season, the Kansas City Chiefs are the second-best team in the NFL in first-half scoring while the Pittsburgh Steelers are once again in the bottom of the league in first-half scoring. Kansas City does a great job of getting out to early leads. They score on their first possession more than anybody in the NFL. They rack up points in the first half, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, have been terrible in the first half of football games this season. But let's go for a smaller sample size, shall we? Over the last six weeks of the NFL season, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been outscored 119 to 16 in the first halves. They have scored one first-half touchdown in the last six weeks of the NFL season. Again, outscored 
119 to just 16. Think about that again. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers being outscored by over 100 points in the first half of football games in the last six weeks compared to the Kansas City Chiefs who have just done an incredible job of scoring early in games this year. Just absolutely wild. So I love the Kansas City Chiefs in the first half. Plus, there's also the idea that just maybe the Steelers could backdoor this full game spread with um, the fact that the Chiefs might pull some starters in the fourth quarter. It's the reason why I love the Chiefs in the teaser. So I got the Bucks and the Chiefs in a two-team teaser. Bucks from 8.5 to 2.5, Chiefs from 12.5 to 6.5. And why do I like that so much? Well, I don't think the Bucks lose. They average over 33 points per game at home. They're not going to lose. And the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to lose either. But getting them down to 6.5, when their average margin of victory this season is 6.7, 6.8 points. That means they're winning games on average by just about under a touchdown. So now I'm going to bet them at just about under a touchdown at minus six and a half. And all I'm asking them to do is do what they do, do what they've done all season. Win by their average. Also, I am a little bit nervous about a backdoor. This could be a 30 to 10 football game in the fourth quarter. And Ben Roethlisberger has one last moment because this will be his final football game of his Hall of Fame career. And he's going to have one final moment to throw a touchdown pass or maybe run in a touchdown, whatever. And, and I actually think that Ben Roethlisberger, anytime touchdown, is going to be an incredible value bet because – I can see Big Ben with like a quarterback sneak at the goal line or him running in a touchdown just for just for the sheer fact of it's his final game ever and what a moment it would be for him to be the one to score a touchdown. And it could happen in the fourth quarter. And the, he walks off the field with his head held high. He got his team into the end zone, and the maybe they go for two, and or or maybe they don't even have to. And this, if this spread increases by kickoff, this could go from a 19, 20 point game to just a 12 point game. Think about that. Think about if they go for two. Think about think about that. It's a 20 to 10 football game. Or let's just say it's a 20 to 11 football game, right? We'll make it simple. It's a 20 to 11 football game because it's a 20 to 3 game and a 30, 30, excuse me, 30 to 11. It's 30 to 3 Chiefs. Steelers score, they go for two. It's 30 to 11. Now it's in the fourth quarter. They score a touchdown again. Final score 30, 30 to 18. 12 point win. I'd feel a lot more comfortable having the Chiefs at six and a half just based on game script and based on 
I think they're going to win the game, and their average margin of victory is 6.7 points per game, so I'll take them minus 7. And then I'm on the Cowboys in the over. Talked about how much I think the Cowboys are being disrespected. Let's talk more about the Cowboys with a Cowboy fan. Coming up next, our very own Dave Ross will join me here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. GM welcomes you with a special offer on the Pro Football Playoffs. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team scores a touchdown in a pro football playoff game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of older of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Scott Seidenberg back here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. And I left off my best bets segment, last segment, uh, by just briefly touching on uh, my last best bet. And that is the Dallas Cowboys and the over against the 49ers. And to help me explain why I'm on the right side is the number one Cowboys fan here at VSIN. And that is Dave Ross, who joins me, who's coming up next here on the Sports Betting Network. And Dave, tell me why I am on the right side here with your boys and the over. Because everybody on Twitter is against you. That's how you know you're going to win. When everybody says the Niners are going to win, bet the farm of the Cowboys. No, look, I look at it this way, Scott. You and I talked about it on the look ahead on your show earlier this week. I, when fully healthy, if the 49ers were 100% healthy, they still would be the underdog against the Cowboys, and they're not 100% healthy. We know they've got problems, obviously, in the back four. 
So if they can't pressure, and I'm sure they will get some pressure. I'm sure they're going to disguise some things to try to get to Dak Prescott and try to heat him up. But if they can't really cover in that back end, I kind of like your, your play of the over here as well, that I think it could be bombs away. I think that the, the part that's being slept on here is this is the healthiest the Cowboys have been mm. all season long. COVID and traditional football injuries, uh, you combine those, this is the healthiest the Cowboys have ever been. Uh, arguably since week one, since Tampa Bay. So I look at a fully loaded Cowboy team against the 75 to 80% uh, Niners team here, and I go, you're going to trust Jimmy G with a bad thumb not to mis- make a mistake? Okay, good luck with that. The fact that this game is three, I thought it would open five, five and a half. So I was pleasantly surprised that it was at three. And really, I saw it teeter up to three and a half, and that's about it. I mean, this is a stunner to me. So I just have a feeling that everybody, because the Niners are the chic pick now, and because they saw what they did in the recency bias against the Rams in the second half. And look, I give them full credit for that. That was a man-up performance in a game they had to have just to make it to this point. I just don't think that this is really going to be barring uh, uh, just a slew of turnovers by the Cowboys offensively, which I don't see happening. I don't think this game will be ultra ultra competitive coming to the fourth quarter. I also think the Cowboys in the first half is worth a look as well. They're the highest scoring first half team in the NFL this year. They're the highest scoring team at home this year in the NFL. I talked about how much I love Tampa uh, against the Eagles because of how much Tampa scores at home. The Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. averaged 36.4 points per game at Jerry's World. And I just don't think the 49ers would be able to keep up with them in a track meet, which is what I think it could come down to. But then again, look at how this Cowboys defense has played this year. You know, they are <laughs> capable of shutting you down. Yes. I mean, look, the Cowboys have the advantage in just about every position. And I know Debo Samuel is a monster. He's the one guy because he is kind of that caveat player where, you know, running back wide receiver, he can pose problems. He's going to pose problems for any defense out there. But Micah Parsons is going to be out there on the edge against Debo, right? Randy Randy Gregory actually plays the edge pretty well. And you know, Tank Lawrence is going to know his responsibilities on the other side as well. So when they try to do, you know that, that Kyle Shannon is going to get Debo involved. Past that, does Jimmy G and Brandon Ayuk really worry you if you got Trayvon Diggs and a curse back there? Not really. So there, when you look at the matchups and you try to just figure out a way that you could see the 49ers in the pathway to victory, it's a tough one. And again, it's going to have to be the Cowboys, uh, you know, Bosa just having a field day against Tyron Smith. Okay, good luck with that again. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a Hall of Fame player who's probably as healthy as he's been all year. So the matchups to me clearly favor the Cowboys. It's only three. Yeah, to me, I don't see a lot of pathways for the Niners to to gain a victory in Texas or in Jerry World on Sunday. The Dallas Cowboys, the number one DVOA team in the NFL, according to there Football Outsiders. And that just tells you everything that needs to tell you because it measures the effectiveness of every single play throughout the season. Dallas Cowboys are number one. Dave, uh, talk to me about your plays so far for this Saturday here in Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, I've gone on record. Um, I think both the Bills and the Bengals win. Part of me wants to take the six with the Raiders, but I yeah. can't bring myself to do it because I do think the Bengals win this football game. My favorite bet in that game is because I'm not playing the game. I'm just going to play Joe Mixon over his rushing prop. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm right there with you. I, I have both the Bengals and the Bills, but I don't love 
the the, uh, the sides here as far as laying the six and now the five with the Bills. And I, I was just telling Jacob Roach, our producer here, I just made my plays for my dad back home in Virginia Beach. We're from upstate New York. He's a big Bills fan. So I just took the Bills money line in, in some of these plays here because I'm nervous for Pops today mm. for the Bills to get this win against Bill Belichick. But I think that's the safer way to go. And obviously, uh, you're going to lay you know, 240 in that scenario if you, if you don't want to lay the five points. I think the Bills would still be the right side. But I do think this is the type of game that you know it's going to be gutty. You know, Bill, it's probably going to be a field goal game here. I do think the Bills will win, as you see the minus 240 here, if you want to just lay them on the money line like I did for Pops. But I'm not overly convinced uh, that with the teams and the familiarity, and look, they know each other so well now, third time's a charm here. This does have an Ali and Frazier feel to where, you know, back in the day in the thrill of Manila, and who's going to be the last guy standing here in this one. I do think it's going to be that type of football game. So, to me, the quote-unquote safer play is to play the Bills' money line and not lay the five because you just have to respect Bill Belichick. And the way he dummied it down for Mac Jones the first time in Orchard Park, he's got to take the kid gloves off a little bit. That could prove to be problematic here. And I'm going to trust Josh Allen. And really, the way that Brian Dable has run the football here in the last month of, of the football season, which he did not do for the first two months, Scott, I think he's learned that at, at, at this level now in the postseason, it can't just be all Josh Allen all the time. I got to figure out a way to take some of the pressure off of him and run the football effectively. They've done that quite as kept much better in the last month of the season. If they get the semblance of a running game going, then look for Allen and Diggs potentially take some stuff off the top uh, and go over the top of the defense here at some point in the game. I like the Bills. I just don't love giving the five. Yeah, I'm going to go with Josh Allen's over rushing prop in that game. And we saw the report, and I I retweeted it with my thoughts about Josh Allen telling uh, ESPN that he's not going to go with sleeves because uh, he wants better ball security. And he thinks that with the sleeves, the ball can come out more. Uh, First of all, he's talking about long sleeves. So don't just think like, oh, tough guy in the the cold weather, not going to (laughs) wear sleeves. He always wears the three quarter sleeves. As you can see the pictures, the graphics, every single game he's got the three quarter sleeves on. So his biceps will be covered. It's just his forearms won't be covered. And what he means, like when he says that he wants better ball security with, you know, having the football touch his skin, that makes me think that he's going to be running the football more in the first game. Against the Patriots, he only rushed six times. A lot of those runs came in the fourth quarter when they were trailing. I was so upset with Brian Dable for his play calling because why weren't there more designed runs for Josh Allen? The second time he played the Patriots, he rushed the ball 12 times. That's the type of performance that we will see from Josh Allen here in this game. He will go over his rushing prop. Okay, very quickly, uh, Brian McFadden, friend of the program here at VEASAN, does great work at CBS uh, HQ. Uh, BMAC would tell me that when he played in those playoff games for the Steelers back in the day with Joey Porter, right, and they played in these cold-weather games in Pittsburgh, it was like a it was a no-sleeves policy, man. Well, those linemen, do, they don't wear sleeves because they don't want the defense or anybody to be able to hold on to them. So offensive Correct. linemen don't wear sleeves, so you can't grab onto them. And, but it, it is a mentality thing, too, yeah. though. And, and I know that, he, you know, he's saying it for the right reasons, as, as you're pointing out here, too. But it is a mentality because it's going to be cold. I've been there. I, lived, I grew up in Rochester, New York. It's cold. Got to lather on and the so Vaseline, Dave. You got to lather it that's on, it. you know. You got to lather it on. That's, that, that's what BMAC and Joey Porter and the, those Steelers teams that won Super Bowls would do. So it's a mentality for the Buffalo Bills today. They're not going to get out psyched by Bill Check, who practices outdoors, by the way, 
in New England, so his teams are always prepared for these temperatures. The weather will not be an issue for either team today. This is not San Diego Chargers and Dan Fouts in 81 going to Cincinnati. Both these teams are prepared for the cold today. It really will get down to a battle of wills between these two coaching staffs here, and that's why it always makes me nervous going against Belichick. But Sean McDermott, make me look good. I'm going to trust you today to get this W. <laughs> Dave, have a great show. Enjoy the games this weekend, brother. Thanks, Scott. Always appreciate your time. There he is. Dave Ross coming up next right here up on V-Stain. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter. Give me your place for the weekend. At Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. In the first game, I love me some Joe Mixon over rushing props. In the second game, I love me some Josh Allen over rushing props as well. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.